I also understand what you were talking about, by the way, uh, with Show Clifton. Oh, good. <laughs> no, what I mean is it's totally subconscious. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really happen. Like, I'm not, it's not an active choice mm-hmm. because a friend of mine started streaming, mm-hmm. and I would play with him on his streams, and it was like learning who this person was again. And I was like, bro, I don't even know if I like streaming you. Like, I'm, you're cool. And if you want to stream, that's what you got to do. He's like, but it's like relearning who my friend is because you mm. act differently, noticeably different. That's one thing I like about Dustin. He's been so consistent as a human. When I hang out with him and his friends, he's the same person as when he's alone with me. When I watched him stream on whatever Twitch, he was himself. He's just himself no matter what situation he's in. And I love that. I think that's true confidence. Well, you definitely know who you are. Yeah. At that point. I've been a little bit of a chameleon trying to adapt to situations at times to just to. I think because you're so good at it, it just comes naturally. I don't. Yeah. I don't plan on it. Yeah. It's like the accent thing. My accent (laughs) shifts and slips with people. I accidentally do it. I don't intentionally do it at all. Yeah. Like, and I'll notice it. I'll be like, if I'm playing with some of my friends online, if I, when we used to play like competitive games, I would be a little bit more urban sounding. And I'm like, mm, whoa. That's not good. That's not who I am. <laughs> you know, like, not like we've yeah. seen where they make memes out of it. But <laughs> I think it's because you're a highly social, like, so what's it called? What's Jordan Peterson call it? Like an extrovert? No. I mean, you know that. So it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're. Agreeable, your agreeableness yes. is very high. Yes, I am very agreeable yeah. to a fault. I've had you to, want to connect with people so much. Yes, and to a fault, yeah. I've had to force myself to be disagreeable and aggressive mm-hmm. at times. I see it in my kids too, where I'm having to teach them how to be aggressive. Like in sports, yeah. has helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was able to, if I had been able to play sports in little league, pee wee, and that pee wee and that kind of stuff, the way other guys in my friend group and stuff were able to, mm-hmm. I may have had way less of this kind of like just be agreeable and go for the flow or whatever. I way, may have had way more stand your ground mm. kind of stuff. But they, but the boys are learning that. Well, see, see, okay. I come from like a broken home who come from like abusive family on both sides yeah. going back for generations. So it's like when my parents got together and they were all screwed up, they screwed us up a little bit. And here's you who is consciously parenting and thinking about values you want to instill. And you're doing it while they're young and stuff. And it's like, I wish I could have had that. Well, and I I feel like I missed it. That's the aggravating thing. Because I'll watch guys like Jordan Peterson and all of them. And and you can't help but get emotional when he's like, you have little kids for four years. And then that's it. You never have them again. And I'm always like, oh, man, did I I miss it? Did I miss it? No. You know, like – and. I, I've always said this several times. I think conscient, the good parents are the ones that think they're getting it wrong because yeah. they're conscientious about it. At least that maybe that's me <laughs> softening the blow to myself a little bit. You're a good parent because you think you're getting it wrong. But uh, yeah, it. I like that you're thinking and trying. That's know? the thing. You're I, not just living and letting things happen. Well, and I wish yeah. some things came easier. But like, especially when my back was killing me and stuff, like, uh-huh. like sitting around in the floor and playing toys with them. 15 minutes i'm like i've been this is such a waste of time not like to selfish me i would force myself to stay there another hour or whatever because i'm like they need this this is good for them Mm. i wished it was something i enjoyed 
You know uh, what I'm saying? Like yeah. something I got. I, just, I don't I know how to play Barbies. Like, yeah, I wish I, don't I, get I love it. doing this. It's great. You know, and I wish it was mm-hmm. something I enjoyed because I know parents who are like that. Friends of mine who are mm-hmm. like, I can get lost playing with my kids and something like that for hours. Now, on the flip side of that, I can play basketball with my older kids now that they've grown up. Back there, I can go do drills, do layups. I can play basketball with them for hours. Yeah. And you Man, know, as, you have three sons. As they get older, I think life... Unless things go haywire. I think life is just going to get more and more fun for you. Well, you find out the seasons of their life Mm. that you connect with. I don't get much, other than the fact that he's adorable, I don't get much out of the age that my youngest is at right now, the two to three age. It's not for me, in a sense of I don't really get excited about it, but... Mm-hmm. Griffin and Liam, the seven, eight, nine, ten, where they're starting organized sports and they're getting their friends and they're, the, you can have a conversation that kind of makes sense and you can ask them probing questions and they can see what their, th- you know, how their thought process is. That part is exciting to me. I, there may be a part when they're teenagers where I'm like, please leave me alone, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not much of a, like, I don't have kids, you know, mm-hmm. and so I'm not much of a little kid person, but when kids start getting 11, 12, 13, I start feeling like, oh, you can have a conversation. They like to do things mm-hmm. I want to do. And I start liking them when they get that old. This situation with my back and stuff has been super neat to interact with Griffin and Liam because they notice things. They like, notice what? different things. That's dangerous, though. <laughs> when they're online, like, oh. Not online. I mean, like, what you, mentally. What do you think I'm saying they're noticing? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm saying they're mentally coming online. They're, like, really noticing things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And experiencing well, You life. understand yeah. that they are more observant than you gave them credit for. Yes. So, but anyways, I've been bouncing around it and dancing around it for a while, and we should talk about it. Monday of this week. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, and if you're watching this channel, you do know, I dabble in video and media and, and video creations and that kind of thing. So because of this, the church that I also lead worship at, they are partnered with a media company. And one of the leaders at the church gave my information to them. Get, you know, We swapped information and set up an interview Zoom call with the head guy of Alignment Media. It's a very small media company uh, based in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to connect with them on the Zoom call and essentially be like, I'm ready for work. I can edit videos, yada, 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 maybe get like a side gig, an extra job. Mm-hmm. When we get in the interview, we get in the talk. Jens was his name. Come to find out their company's small. Our company, mm-hmm. Not Gospel Studios, is small. Mm-hmm. He was hoping that we had work for him that mm-hmm. we needed someone to edit videos. I was hoping they needed someone to edit video work for them. <laughs> so I didn't get the job. But at the end of the by the end of the conversation, we started chatting with each other. Mm-hmm. Come to find out he's a former missionary from South Africa. He transplanted here to Canada to on missionary work, then he transplanted to California and met his wife. She was a Kentucky girl. Boom, he's a Kentuckian. How old was he? Oh, he was about my age. Oh. I'd say I was picturing like a fifty-year-old or something. No, he was a younger. You're almost (laughs) fifty. What? I'm not almost fifty. I I realized that was closer than my brain anticipated. (laughs) That's funny. I no more think of myself as old as I am than a fly. (laughs) And if you all don't know, if you don't got that reference from Biden. I may have paraphrased a little bit there for flair. 
Uh, anywho, so we get to the end of the conversation, talking about God and stuff like that. And I ask him, was there anything, since I don't get the job, is there anything I can pray for you about? And he tells me, and he says, we're looking to get a bigger home. We're expecting our third child. We need a bigger home. God's always provided, but we need more space. And I, as having three little boys, I can connect. I relate to that. I said, absolutely, I'll pray for you. And then he says, what can I pray for you for? And I say, similar thing. We've had a house plan that we know is the house plan we want for two years. COVID hit. It slowed everything down. We have property. We're ready to build hasn't happened we want to move into a bigger space as well Mm -hmm. he said we will definitely pray for that and then i just said and on a personal note i have a degenerated disc in my lower back i've suffered with this actually what i I didn't even say lower back excuse me i said i have a degenerated disc in my back i've suffered with this for over 10 years it keeps me from being a dad keeps me from running in the yard with my kids Mm -hmm. playing on the trampoline when we would record, if we're sitting here for a couple hours, I would have to stand up and go stretch and do things because mm-hmm. it's just brutal. Yeah. Flying on planes, same thing, brutal. By the end of the plane ride, I'm super tender all in my back. Yeah. The story that I share often, and I didn't share this with him, but the back thing was so bad for me years ago when my oldest boy was like two. Uh, I had to call my mother-in-law because I was having an episode with my back and I was unable to be a dad. I literally mm. could not pick him up at two years old. Couldn't pick him up, move him where he needed to go. I couldn't carry him from house to car seat to anything because mm. my back was so just un- like in remarkable pain, uh, like in- incredible pain. And when she came to the house to pick him up, I was sitting cross-legged in the middle of the floor weeping because I couldn't tie his shoes and I couldn't get him ready mm. to go with her. I just couldn't. And that's not a good look. You know, to for your mother-in-law to come in and see the the husband to her daughter crying because he can't take care yeah. of his two-year-old. It was embarrassing, humiliating. But at the same time, I didn't care about a lot of that because I was in such pain. So he said, I will absolutely pray for you. I'll commit to praying for you. Matter of fact, I'll start praying for you right now. And so as he started praying for me. Wait, we're back on the phone call. Sorry. Yeah, back on the phone call. Sorry. <laughs> As he started praying for me, I started feeling this heat in my lower back. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. there like, you're sweating, It's you're in a chair, duh. And then he says, and, and Lord God, that heat that he feels in his lower back, mm-hmm. let him know it's reassurance that you're healing him, that mm-hmm. you're doing the work. Because I didn't feel inside, I didn't feel like a disc getting pumped up like or anything. I didn't feel crazy magical stuff happening in my back. You just felt heat. I just felt heat. And then, then as he kept talking, mm-hmm. he said... And Lord, he wakes up every morning in this pain in his back. Mm. And this pain tells him what he's going to be able to do that day or what to expect that day. And that part I had never told him, but that's the absolute truth. I've said that to several people mm. all the time. I'll wake up and I'll look at Katie and say, ah, it's a bad day today. Oh, you know? no bones day. Yeah, no bones day. <laughs> it's a day where I can't, I'm, I'm going to be weak. I have to wear the back brace if I'm going to play on the trampoline, you know, at all, that kind of stuff. Mm. And uh, he said, and no more. He said, no more degenerated disc, no more pain in the mornings, no more, just brand new disc, brand new disc. What was going on in your head as he was saying that? Was he like, this is a typical nice prayer, or were you being surprised? I was bawling my eyes out because I felt the Holy Spirit hit hard. My entire body was hot, and I had chill bumps all over my body sitting here in the chair. And I was crying just uncontrollably. 
because everything he said it was prophetic mm. it was stuff that had happened and he even said this he goes and lord he's he he's a believer he knows you do miracles mm. and he has shook his fist at heaven prayed the <laughs> prayer of faith and said why not me god why not now were you shaking your fist at god Clifton? Uh, several times i've <laughs> no. dealt with it for 10 years where i've been like lord i'm ready and i'm anointed yeah. my back and and anointed the mm. doorposts of the house and been like it's time i'm getting healed and mm. nothing happens Oh. And I'm just so, and you know, we had that conversation where I was like, the thing that tries my faith the most is mm-hmm. when I pray the prayer, believing absolutely that God's going to do it and it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I scratch my head like. Why? Yeah, yeah. why? Uh, he prayed that. He said, he's prayed the prayer of faith, but now is the time, Lord, healing in Jesus' mm-hmm. name, a mirac- miraculous healing. And I, we prayed, we talked, thank you so much, man. Uh, I'll keep you in my prayers, yada, yada, goodbye, we hang up. And I stand up from the chair no pain in my back mm. not only that but then i step out of the room and hesitantly i'm like should i try to bend over and touch my toes you know and <laughs> i've been through I bend stuff over like and that. touch my toes <laughs> like can i do this <laughs> come straight back up and start bawling my eyes out oh. i cried and laughed hysterically for 30 minutes oh. i got down on my ottoman crying laughing spitting like the evil nasty face cry you know where you're like just praising god because i go around my house i'd reach over to grab a coffee cup mm-hmm. lean over no pain i just <clears throat> and the kicker was the very next morning i told my wife that night i said i know the work's not done but i'm healed like i've been healed mm-hmm. miraculously healed i said it's not done there's still more to happen and, and mm-hmm. through the process of all of this i've got body parts and muscles that i haven't used in years that are sore and yeah. achy <laughs> when, when you're starting to use your them your body's again. having to readjust to be yes, able to move yes, again like atrophy or whatever yeah. they call it in there <laughs> but the next morning i woke up and i had a headache and congestion and was like awful and my and my wife was the same way because we had dealt with like little chest mm. congestion crap and she goes how do you feel i said like, ah, i feel great I, I just I feel great. You can't take my joy because we knew we were over like like snot and we felt miserable. Okay, I want to ask. And I sat straight up in the bed. Oh, I hadn't been able to do that in years. Mm. Sat straight up, didn't have to roll over to my side and kind of get out of the bed and push myself up with my hands. Sat straight up and I just cried and lift my hands. Praise God. My wife was crying with me. Like it's probably not as fun to her because I have. 10 times as much energy as I had before because I wasn't dealing with all this pain. I'm not dealing with all pain this pain anymore. Sap you. Yeah. I've been pain-free for a week now. I The other day, Sunday morning, I went out and jogged around for the first time in years, jogged around my subdivision, no mm-hmm. back brace, pushing my baby in his stroller because he wanted to go to. Yeah. I jogged forwards. I jogged backwards. I stopped in the middle of this hill because I'm horribly out of shape. But regardless, I did all of this and no pain. That's awesome. And I don't want to sidetrack you because it's a miraculous healing. <laughs> and I want to talk about it. But you said you woke up with like a cold or yes. snotty and stuff. Isn't it interesting that God can touch you and something be healed and there still be other problems? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's so funny. I, told, I pre-prayed about my degenerated disc yeah. and that's took care of. Mm-hmm. I still have sciatic nerve, a little mm-hmm. bit of I got stuff down here and like yeah. my butt, whatever you want to call it. My knees still grind. <laughs> like you hear them like, like they're just bad. And so mm. now I notice those pains and stuff like more than before. Mm. But I worked out today with no back brace, lifting weights. Mm. Haven't been able to do that in years. I'm not stiff now. It's no exciting. Pain. It is inc- It is amazing. Yeah. I've told my wife, it's the, it's, I've got three wonderful kids and a wonderful wife. I love them dearly. This is the best thing that's happened to me since being saved. Mm. Like 100%. It's like being delivered. 
mm. from something that has held you captive. Oh, like and you don't know how how much pain you're dealing with mm. until you're not dealing with it anymore. Yeah, I used to do this thing. I used yeah. to do this thing in on the on tour when we back when I was really young. They called it the back bend from Hades or whatever, where I would mm. just go backwards and like start going back back, and I'd almost be parallel with the ground. There's pictures and stuff of me oh, doing yeah. that. Today, as uh, just as a spoof, I, I was in there working out and I started doing these like kind of knee bends or whatever and mm. i saw just if, if i could do it and i i was able to go down and i stopped and i was like i can't go all the way down because i'm old and out of shape but <laughs> first time in years i've been able to have that kind of flexibility mobility i'm out on the trampoline playing with my boys and my son says after 30 minutes of playing on the trampoline he's like gosh dad i'm so glad your back's healed oh like he noticed it yeah i'm so glad god touched your back mm -hmm. and now i realize had I not had to deal with it for 10 years. The power of the testimony wouldn't I be there. I would not yeah. be so, mm -hmm. so profoundly grateful. Yeah. Because I had given up. That's the mm -hmm. other thing. I knew God could do it, but I had 100% given up. I was saying he could do it, but it's not happening for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to accept the fact that my pain is going to slowly, and my mobility is going to decrease. My pain's going to increase just right on until eventually I have to have some surgery that makes me wind up on lifelong pain meds. That was my – in my head, that's where it was going. Yeah. And some random phone call with this dude I'd never met before, mm -hmm. didn't know hardly anything about me, God used to miraculously heal me. And so I'm going to get the x-rays because I got the x-rays when I had multiple layers of chiropractic work mm -hmm. over, the, over the years. I got the x-rays where it showed that squiggly line that used to be my disc. Yeah. And so I'm going to go get new x-rays. And just because, mm -hmm. and they, those x-rays could show that all my discs were degenerated, but I wouldn't care. I'm like, I don't care what your x-ray says. Like I'm a million times better. Yeah. And this is in 2022. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like this is a miraculous healing happening now. Mm -hmm. and, and I told my boys, I said, in your life, people are going to, you're going to grow up. People are going to tell you God isn't real. He doesn't exist or he's dead or all this kind of stuff. How blessed are you? You saw your daddy. You know he was healed. Not yeah. because I told them, but because the difference in my attitude and the difference in my mobility and my life. Yeah. It, like I said, he noticed it. I'm Witnessed so glad it, yeah. he, he healed you because you're able to do things mm -hmm. you were not able to do for years. Yep. And that could have been the reason that I had to deal with it for so long. Yeah. Maybe God was like, Happening yeah. now when your family gets to witness it is better than happening eight years ago when your yes. kid's not understanding. And maybe yeah. that was the thing because yeah. they're, you know they're going to be attacked with God isn't real even more than we are. Yeah. And maybe that was the point. Mm -hmm. And it's all, you know, even my, my oldest son, he, I was explaining how you, you saw a miracle and I don't know why it took so long and I don't know why some people get healed and some people don't. But I, I, I just, I'm so grateful this happened. And Liam said, well... God's timing is perfect, Dad. <laughs> it was like the classic Sunday school thing. That's funny. But they've noticed it. So okay. it's just awesome. Let's get down into the technical things. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let's get to the needy-greedy. Yes. What I wanted to know okay. was about, what do you think about, do you think it was a blessed conversation with a spontaneous healing because God knew it was time? Or do you think that guy also has a power of healing? Is See, that one of his gifts? Well, and we had that discussion, but I yeah. don't know. Mm. I He said he's prayed those prayers before and mm. with people, and, and people have been healed. Have you talked to him since? Uh, just back and forth, like 
Facebook messages a little bit or whatever. And, if and he, you but told he saw him the your testimony. Deal? Yeah. He, oh. he saw the testimony online. I shared the testimony oh, at, at the church. Oh, I didn't see that. And he watched it. Oh, uh, he watched your church. Yeah. Him and his whole family sent me like a, a voice note mm-hmm. on Facebook Messenger, how they were so excited. And mm-hmm. he had just told his wife, we had a great meeting, had a great prayer afterwards and went well. That's basically what he told his wife. I guess he didn't know that when I got up And you there, came out on the other side. I was 100% healed. <laughs> healed. So I, that's the big questions that I do have is mm-hmm. if he has a gift of healing and even doesn't realize it, just thinks yeah. well, this is for everybody. Let's just, you know, if you have the faith, you, you know, and live a, live a life. Mm-hmm. There's a scripture in Psalms, Psalms chapter 18. David says... God delivered me. There's a there's a passage in there. It says, God delivered me because he delighted in me. Mm. And he explained why he delighted in him. And the next verse is, because I haven't given up his statutes, because I've lived the life the way I know I'm mm. supposed to live. All these list of things. Yeah. And so, because one would assume, oh, God delivered him because he delighted in him, because he delights in all his children. There's some people God hates. He flat out says, hateth a liar and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So... This happened shortly after I had made like some new commitments about certain things in my life, devoting more time to God, less time to these things and stuff like that. I really feel like it's kind of what we have talked about a little bit in modern Western culture because you don't know that you need a savior. You have a bunch of churches that are full of baby Christians. Get them saved because that fixes your eternity and that's great. And then that's it. Yeah. And I think what he's experiencing – and what I just experienced with that healing, because now I've been praying every night, like, Lord, it may sound crazy, but like, send me a vision, send me a, a mm-hmm. dream, whatever you want of what's next for me, what you want me to do, and I'll do it. I'll go and I'll do it. Because when you experience something that real, even though it's real in your head, it makes it real. It makes the most makes it the most real thing there is and the most important thing there is. And I feel like we will not get the answer about whether or not he just has the gift of healing or if it's just for everybody because we won't. The churches won't push there. Mm. We get them in the door, get them saved, teach them how to go out two by two and get more people into the church. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a fine line for churches. Because then you get into weird stuff where they're going too far in the other direction and they're telling Faking everyone, and, yeah, and speaking your love language. chicken livers and out of people. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the, here's the kicker, Chandra. What? He does that. He, he told me that. He said, have you ever spoken tongues? And I said, twice in my life. One time I knew I was doing it. And I said, He's one of those and that he talks said, well, lang- gift we, language. We, speak often, we pray oftenly in what we mm. call our prayer language. He said, I, I saw a demon manifest once in a woman. And he said, and I just spoke these words. And he said a thing to me. He's like, and it was not me. He said, mm. I made the choice to speak it. Yeah. He said, but that demon knew what those words meant. It was, mm. it was yielding my tongue to the spirit is what mm. he was saying. And he's one of those people that pray in their prayer language. Well, so it really challenged me. I think there me. are some people that say, that are saying, you know, I speak in my prayer language and they're genuinely speaking in tongues as gifted by the Holy Spirit. And then some people are just throwing out bull crap. <laughs> I, well, and they don't know the difference. The way he talked yeah. about it, it was like what we would, it was like what we would label as bull yeah. crap. But we do time. believe in speaking in tongues, yeah, like for but, sure. So it challenged yeah. me so hard because. I knew the Holy Spirit had anointed the conversation. I knew this was a man who mm. loved God, pursued him with his whole heart, mm. and was anointed. And he felt the same thing, like, I'm pursuing God. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And there was an, an anointed moment in there. And we both have differences on yeah. doctrine and stuff like that. 
particularly about the manifestation of the Spirit. I, I mm-hmm. imagine the tongues is all the time with him mm-hmm. versus with me. It's like twice in my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, he was like, don't be afraid. I want the, the spirits telling me, like, I know where you're at. I know the church bodies you're a part of and how they, like we said, they get baby Christians in there. And, and it feels like a lot of them at times don't, in Kentucky, don't push to, to get more and deeper with God. And he said, don't be afraid to just go there. Mm. And it was like this, also a kick in the pants because it challenged some of my thoughts and values you know yeah. especially when he started saying that you know we pray in our a prayer language sometimes it's a heavenly language yada yada i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> you know like well, yeah. so that was neat too you know to, to experience that from someone with obviously different denominal denominational ideas you know how in business stuff sometimes people succeed that they're too dumb to know they shouldn't be doing something and so they're going ahead full charge doing it and they're succeeding even though the, you know, higher up people are like, well, they shouldn't do that. They're That's beyond them. But they don't know it's beyond them. So they're just doing whatever they can. And they do succeed because they've got that in them to just get and go. I think some people, <laughs> when they get saved, they are so excited that they're doing everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mature Christians that are like, oh, they're just... They just got saved and they're excited. It'll calm down. But because they are so excited, they're praying with people spontaneously. They're talking about, you know, getting saved in Walmart and stuff. And they're having more of this uh, fruits of the spirit happen to them in all their well, he, he you know, did, he enthusiasm. Did say, he did say to yeah. him, he said, there was a difference. He says, a lot mm-hmm. of this is stuff I do privately or me and my wife praying. Yeah. Sometimes we'll have whole prayers and prayer language across from each other by mm-hmm. ourselves. And he said, so I'm not talking about the church being full of just all the, from, from the doors opening to the end of the service, people just saying languages, nobody knows what the heck it is. Yeah. He's like, I'm not talking about that. He's like, this is a different thing. Well, I'm talking about specifically, like I'm remembering a time, I know a guy who got saved. And then he was a, he was so excited about everything. And he was at Walmart and a door greeter, he just immediately attacked the door greeter like, oh, do you know Jesus? You know, <laughs> like. Are the people that. But she ended up having a spontaneous healing at that moment because she wasn't a Christian. And he's like, how can I pray for you? And they prayed and she ended up having like an ankle thing that got healed. Well, but since then, as he's been a christian longer he's quit doing that excited stuff and he's not having the same results yeah he's been turned to corporate christian yeah i think that probably the more radical the faith and then maybe that's a journey i'm on ever Mm -hmm. since this healing i'm wanting to see what god has next but and i'm gonna i'm gonna get the x-rays and i'm gonna have them done so i can have the proof to show some of my skeptics because i had one guy be like have you heard of the placebo effect and i'm like have you heard of shut up because you don't know the pain i experienced and now i don't have it so kiss my butt you know like and he was just being a good friend and he's also on his own faith journey of like are you sure you're healed like you know kind of thing and because it's gonna i know it means a lot to him if it happened he's gonna be like holy crap so i'm gonna have to get the x-rays and everything but i'm wondering if my faith journey is gonna become more radical in the eyes of like corporate Christian, corporate Christianity, the world. Thank you. If you like this clip from the Not Gospel Studios YouTube channel, don't forget to share. Click on one of the other links and videos. You can find them here and here and subscribe. I think it's down here. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that it's healthy, that it's vegan, and all of those things. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you.